Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful bullet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of Graft Crosses a Bridge. Extra, extra, get all your favorite cereals. Get Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks all in one handy curtain. That's the Betty Crocker cereal tray. You can pick your pick right at the breakfast table. Ten individual-sized packages in all. Each holds just enough for one generous serving. You always have your own special package, and you always open a fresh package. Try it. The Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get your Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get your Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get your Betty Crocker cereal Brett Reed reached the Daily Sentinel building earlier than usual. His manner was preoccupied. His face was tense and drawn. And he was hollow-eyed from sleeplessness. Hi, Reed. Hello, Axford. Good morning, Miss Case. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Any calls? The phone was ringing when I got here ten minutes ago. Yesterday's editorial struck oil. Who called? Adrian Lash, the highway commissioner. He didn't like what you said about the East River Bridge. I didn't expect him to. Reed, you look kind of peaked and pale around the gills. Aren't you feeling well? I'm all right. Mr. Lash may start trouble. He said he'd be here in person to demand a retraction of some of the things you said. Has, um, has Miss Travis been in? Mr. Reed, it's only ten minutes after nine. Well, I'm expecting her. Oh. Send her into my office as soon as she arrives. What about Adrian Lash? If he wants to start anything, refer him to the legal department. Well, how do you like that? By golly, Casey, the lad has got me worried. Expecting Miss Travis. I wonder what happened last night. Axford, you don't think Mr. Reed could have fallen in love? Uh, it's nothing like that, Casey. The lad is worried. By golly, he's got something on his mind. Gosh, Michael, I wonder if there's anything we can do about it. I wish I knew, Casey. I sure wish I knew. Rick Reed had been through a night of worry and mental torture. Linda Travis, the newest of his reporters, had sought refuge in a car to avoid an impending gunfight. 
To her dismay, she learned that it was the car of the Green Hornet. But it was too late to escape. Crouching on the floor of the rear seat, she was taken to the secret hiding place where she learned that Brett Reed was the Green Hornet. Stunned by her discovery, she told that she had been sent by Brett's father to learn how the young publisher was conducting himself. Now she would have to tell her employer that his son was the Green Hornet. She and Britt wanted to break the crushing news in a way that would hurt the fine old gentleman as little as possible. Linda agreed to say nothing until she met Britt in his office the next morning. The minutes dragged. Britt tried to work, but found himself unable to concentrate. Ten o'clock. Where is that girl? I wonder if I should telephone her. He paced the floor of his office, looked out the windows, returned to his desk. Another hour went by. Eleven o'clock. Oh, at last, it must be her. Yes, Miss Case, what is it? Mr. Reed, Adrian Lash is here. He insisted on speaking to you about that editorial. Tell Adrian Lash I meant what I said in that editorial. I have nothing more to say. Very well, I'll tell him. Adrian Lash. Huh. How unimportant he's become. Now, see here, Reed, I'll not be brushed off. I want to speak to you. Come out of there. We told you Reed wasn't to be disturbed. Never mind, Axford. Come in and close the door. I can't come out if you say so. Wait. This editorial. I'm advised that you personally wrote it. I did, and I meant every word of it. Now that you're here, Lash, I'll give it to you straight. You're trying to get an appropriation through the council. You want $3 million to build a new bridge over the East River. It's needed. You know very well how traffic is snarled on the present bridge. And you're to blame. You've had that bridge under repair all summer. There hasn't been a time when more than two lanes were open. The repairs were necessary. Maybe. But those repairs could have been made in three weeks. Moreover, you put the ferry line out of business. The ferry line? You blame me because Tug Maxwell went broke. He says you started the litigation that broke him. He lies. I've talked with him, Lash. He has proof that you put him out of business. Proof? Have you seen it? He's going to give it to me today, and if it's what I think it is, you'd better look for a rat hole and crawl in. That's telling him, Reed. You've schemed so people will think we need a new bridge. If you get that appropriation, you'll divide a nice plum with the contractor. Well, you won't get it if I can prevent it. You, you can Now can't. get out of here. You heard the boss. All right, I'll go, Reed, but I warn you, you'll hear from my lawyers. You can't get away with some of those printed statements and insinuations. Come on, lad. This is the way out. I'll be out here, Reed, if you need me for anything. All right, Axford. I wonder where she is. After 11, getting on toward noon. I... I wonder if anything can happen. Oh, this has got to be Linda. Yes, Miss Case? Mr. Travis is here. Send her in. Send her right in, Miss Case. Miss Travis. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Please sit down. I I expected you earlier. I I know I'm late, Mr. Reed. I'm sorry. I was so upset last night, I hardly slept a wink. I I didn't know what to do. This morning, as soon as I could, I went down to police headquarters to check the records against the Green Hornet. Then I read this morning's paper. The district attorney has quite a bit to say about the Green Hornet. Yes, he does. He credits the Hornet with saving his life. 
Then he states that the murder charge against the Green Hornet was wiped off the books with the capture of Marquardt and the rest of that gang. The Hornet has been charged with a number of crimes, several of them murders. But not anymore. I found out this morning at police headquarters that the slate is clean, Mr. Reed. And after the statements of the district attorney, public opinion may change. I wonder. Well, at, at any rate, Mr. Reed, I've thought things over since... Well, since last night. Now that I know that there aren't really any charges against the Hornet, I've decided that there's only one thing I can do. I've got to telephone your father. I thought I'd ask him to come here. When he arrives, well, he can be told that you... that you're the Green Hornet. One of us must tell him. You or... or I. I called him last night. I told him something had happened, and he'd better get here as quickly as possible. Oh? He's on the train right now. Then you will break the news? You will tell him that you're the Green Hornet? Yes. But when I get through talking to him, there'll be nothing for you to say. Thanks, Mr. Reed. I'm proud of what I've done as the Green Hornet. I do the same thing over again. When I see Dad, I'll lay all the cards on the table, face up, and... Well, he's my dad. I, I have a hunch that when he knows everything, he'll approve all I've done. At least I... Uh, I hope so. I truly hope so, too. And now, Miss Travis, about you. What about me? Well, you came here to see how things were going. You came to get facts for my father. To get them, you went to work for the Daily Sentinel. Yes, I... I got them. Then that job is finished. So I... I'm fired. I didn't say that. You have the makings of a crack reporter. You mean that? Yes. But you can't work for this paper and someone else at the same time, Miss Travis. I demand 100% loyalty to the Daily Sentinel. Mr. Reed, I... I've regretted coming here under false colors. I haven't liked it a bit. I... I want to keep my job as a reporter. And under your terms. Not working for Dad any longer? No. 100% for the Sentinel. Fine. I'll not worry about you. Let things rest until Dad gets here. In the meantime, we'll get on with running a newspaper. Thanks, Mr. Reed. I'm ready for orders. Then come with me. I'll take you to Tug Maxwell's place. Tug Maxwell? An old man who used to run a ferry line across the river. Uh, here they are now. Mr. Reed, have you decided who you're going to send off to get that evidence from Tug Maxwell? Yes, Miss Case. I'm going myself. Reed, if you're going alone, maybe I should go along with you. Well, I'm not going alone. Oh? I'm taking Miss Travis. Tug Maxwell's human interest, and that's an angle I think she can cover. I'll be back as soon as possible. Human interest. <laughs> well, anyhow, Casey, Reed looks better than he did when he came in. Well, you've got something there, Michael. Darn it. <laughs> As Brett drove his convertible toward the dock that had once been used as a ferry landing, he told about the highway commissioner's graft plans and explained how he hoped to spike them. Tug Maxwell had operated the ferry for years. Then Lash went after him. Oh. A lot of things. He had stooges start lawsuits. Other stooges damaged the boat and equipment. They finally broke Maxwell. But Tug's a fighter. He got documented proof that Lash was behind these things. When he saw the Sentinel take a stand against the new bridge, he called me. 
we might be able to make a case against Adrian Lyche. If he can be exposed, it should spike the appropriation. Ah, here we are. Doug Maxwell's been living in that little shack. Oh, what a shame. Hey, watch your step. It's muddy. Well, what if you can't establish proof that Lash is a crook? You'll probably get a $3 million appropriation to build a new bridge and split a quarter of a million graft with his contractor pal. Is Tug expecting you? Yes, I told him I'd be here early this afternoon. The door wasn't left. Tug, we're here. Well, I wonder where... (gasps) Mr. Reed! Scott. Is that Tug Maxwell? Yes. Close that door. Is he dead? I think he is. There's a note on the table. Don't touch anything. He's dead. What's that? A brown bottle labeled poison. Empty. Mr. Reed, he committed suicide. I doubt it. Oh, but this note, it's a suicide note. Why would he take poison when he knew that you'd be here in a little while? I don't think it's suicide. I think it's murder. Murder? Would Adrian Lash go that far? He knew Maxwell was going to give me evidence. I'll bet all the tea in China that evidence has been stolen. How can you prove it? I wonder. Mr. Reed, that poor little old man. Look at him. First he was robbed of his business, then killed. Can't something be done to bring out the truth? The police would call this a suicide. The case would be closed and Adrian Lash would be in the clear. Can't someone do something? Have you any suggestions? Yes, I... I mean, no. I believe you're thinking the same thing I am. It's a tough job for the Green Hornet. Miss Travis, don't pass judgment until the job is done. The the job? When I'm through, you'll see why I became the Green Hornet. continue our story in just a moment. Listen! Wheaties! Cheerios! Kicks! They all ring the bell. Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. They're topped for breakfast, and they all taste wonderful. Yes, sir, each one has its own special flavor. That's why it's so much fun to change off one morning Wheaties, the next Cheerios, and the next Kicks. That way, breakfast's a lot more interesting because you're always having something different. Sound like a good idea? Well, listen. Now you can get all these top favorite cereals all in one handy carton. You get them all in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. This great cereal assortment gives you ten individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Each individual size package holds just enough for one good size serving. All you do is put the Betty Crocker cereal tray on the table and let the family take their pick of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Everybody has his own special individual package. Extra fresh because you always open a fresh package. So if you like your breakfast cereal at its freshest, crispest best, if you'd like to choose your own separate individual package of Wheaties, Cheerios, or Kicks, and if you'd like to have breakfast be a lot more fun, then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray! 
Now, back to our story. After carefully examining the one-room home of Tug Maxwell, Britt Reed changed the scene while Linda Travis watched wide-eyed. He put the suicide note into his pocket. It's probably forged anyway. Well, couldn't that be proved by comparing it to samples of his handwriting? What samples? The place has been cleaned out. Letters, documents, everything is gone. There's not a line in Maxwell's handwriting. What are you going to do with that bottle? I'll take it with me. It probably held the poison that killed the old man. Put the water glasses on this shelf. All dusty except these two. These are spotless. Pretty good evidence that someone had a beer with the old man, poisoned his drink, then washed the glasses and put them away. Well, there's an empty beer bottle in that basket I over saw there. It. Pick it up with your handkerchief and put it on the sink beside these glasses. Don't get your fingerprints on it. Well, I'm being careful. Ah. That does it. Mr. Reed, I don't get it. When we came here, the note and the empty poison bottle beside Maxwell's body made the case look like a suicide. But now there's nothing to indicate a suicide. The police will find a dead man and evidence to indicate that someone came here, drank a beer with him, poisoned his beer, then washed the glasses and wiped away all fingerprints. The police will call it murder. They'll call it by its right name. Now, one thing more to guarantee action. What have you got there? Just a little paper seal to stick on this table. Oh, the seal of the green hornet. How do you like helping the hornet juggle evidence? Oh, but the police will charge the hornet with murder. It's happened before. Oh, yes, but you... Oh, the hornet was finally in the clear. The last charge had been cleaned up now. You know that the hornet didn't kill Tug Maxwell. Yes, but the police, the public... Bringing the murderer to justice means more to the green hornet than his reputation. But if my plans work out, the hornet won't be suspected for long. Now, come along. We've got to find a phone and call the sentinel. We've just made a headline. Yes, Gunnigan. Miss Travis and I found him dead. Yeah, give the assignment to Hawk. Send him to Maxwell's place. Miss Travis will meet him there. Oh, I'll call the police. Send Axford to headquarters to cover the story from that angle. Oh, what's that? The seal. How do you expect me to know anything about the Green Hornet? I've given you the facts. Make the most of them. Gosh, Mr. Reed, the way you operate... You stick close to Hawk. He's a sharp reporter and you'll learn a lot. Stay with him and you might be in at the finish. Trust me enough. I know you won't betray me until I've had a chance to talk to Dad. Hello, police headquarters. Britt Reed speaking. I want to report a murder. That evening, soon after the Daily Sentinel hit the streets, Britt Reed prepared to move out as the Green Hornet. He called Cato, his faithful valet, to his bedroom. We're going to take a long chance, Cato. We've got to play a tight game. Yes, Mr. Britt. What about girls? She can be trusted. Get the Black Beauty ready. Bring the mask and gas gun. Where we go? I'm going to deliver a brown bottle to Adrian Lash. Before Dad gets to town, I'll clean up this crime and incidentally show Dad and Linda Travis the usefulness of the Green Hornet. Meanwhile, Adrian Lash had seen the glaring headlines 
and called his attorney to his home. Look at this paper, Jiggle. Look at it. I've read it, Adrian. Tells how Maxwell was going to produce certain evidence that would show that I'd put the ferry boat out of business. It intimates that I did it to increase traffic on the bridge. I've gone all out to create the apparent need of a new bridge. And so you have. Uh, hold on. This article hints that I killed Maxwell to get those documents. Then Maxwell did have evidence against you. Nothing that would prove a felony. The evidence would have looked bad, that's all. Might have blocked the appropriation for the new bridge. Where is the evidence now? Jacob, you think I stole it? Come on, Lash. Unless you want to get another attorney, you better shoot straight with me. I've got to know the facts. Well, I... I did get those papers. I... I burned them. They're gone. Hmm. But I wasn't near Maxwell's place. I was willing to pay for those papers. I sent a man with cash. Instead of paying, he must have killed Maxwell. Who'd you send? I... Wait. Jacob, did you hear something in the next room? No. I heard a floorboard creak. I'm going to take a look. I didn't think anyone else was in the house. I don't see anyone. Nor I. Wait, look. That window's open. Yes. Here. What's this on the table? It looks like a medicine bottle. I wonder where it came from. I... It's labeled poison. That's what it held. Mask. There he is. That corner. The green hornet. I hoped you'd handle that bottle and put your fingerprints on what? it. What's that? My fingerprint. Drop it, Lash. Don't smear those prints. Oh, I want that bottle. Held the poison that killed Maxwell. I brought it from his place. What were you doing at Maxwell's? I just happened to stop in. I wanted to ask him some questions. But he was dead, and the stage was set to look like a suicide. I changed the props. Now I have your fingerprints on this bottle. If I turn it over to the police and tell them I took it from the scene of the crime to prevent its destruction, you'll have things to explain. You can't get away with a frame-up like this. No? Did you read what the D.A. said about me? D.A.? Jekyll, he's managed to get the D.A. on his side. You bet I have. The police know you were at Maxwell's. The fingerprints in this bottle will be pretty fair evidence that Lash was there, too. And Lash has a motive for killing the man. Well, I wasn't there. I wasn't near his house. You can't prove that. But I can prove that I wasn't... Here's a job for you, Lash. I'll admit nothing. I'll take that bottle. You fool. Jacob, look out. You shot him. Gas. You want some? No, no. Then tell me who killed Maxwell. I I didn't want him killed. I I sent a man with cash to pay him to buy what what I wanted. Instead of that, my agent killed Maxwell and kept the cash. Perhaps I'd better collect from him instead of you. Yes, yes, that's it. He has $5,000 they should have given Maxwell. His name? Why, you'll not involve me. His name? Uh, Mulroy. Steve Mulroy. I want his address and a signed statement. Sit down at that desk and write out what you've just told me. No, I can't do that. Who pays? You or Mulroy? Start writing. Hello, Travis. Why didn't you you'd be back? Do you often work at night? No. Do you? Mr. Reed told me to stay close to Hawks on the Maxwell story. Well, Hawks is out in the city room. Yes, he's doing a follow-up. <laughs> Trying to write between the lines. Mr. Reed did that in the last edition. He practically called Lash a murderer. I finished a character sketch of old Tug Maxwell a little while ago. 
I hope Mr. Reed likes it. He probably will. I borrowed your typewriter. Hope you don't mind. Axford uses it half the time. That machine can take anything. Hey, Linda! Oh, hello, Casey. Look at this. Oh, brother, this is it. Oh, what's the matter with you? Some guy just brought this envelope. It's a statement signed by Adrian Lash. He named Steve Mulroy as the Maxwell murderer. Oh, God. I've already called the police. They're on their way to Mulroy's house, and so am I. Now, listen, Casey. If Reed calls, tell him where I've gone. But I'm supposed to go with you. Well, what are you waiting for? Come along. Well, Mr. Reed will want to know more about it. Where did the statement come from? Who sent it? Tell him it came from the Green Hornet. Here's where Mulroy lives. Come on, you guys. Doyle, you and Jackson watch the rear so Mulroy don't get away. Oh, there's Hawks. Hey, Hawks! Yeah, who's the dame? Oh, God, it's Miss Travis. Hi, Axford. It looks like we're just in time. Yeah, Miss Travis, you better stay back. Oh, but Mr. Axford... I'll take care of her. Come on, boys, we'll call out Mulroy. There's Mr. Reed's car. And Reed. He must have called the office. Did you people just get here? Uh, yeah, did you call the office? Yes. But come on, the cops are closing in on Mulroy. <laughs> Taking you in, Mulroy. Huh? Lash names you as Maxwell's killer. What? It's my duty to tell you that anything you say can be used against you. Boy, that dirty double-crossing rat. There's no use trying to deny the charge, Mulroy. Lash can prove that he sent you to call on Maxwell. That squealer. He's in this as deep as I am. I didn't give him all the papers I got for Maxwell. He needn't think I'll take this rap alone. I can prove he's in it. I can show what Maxwell had on him. Now you're talking. Take him away, boys. Book him for the murder of Tug Maxwell. Then we'll go get Lash. If there's anything I hate, it's a Oh, golly, Reed, what a story for the Sentinel. Stay with the police, Axford. Follow through. That I will. Hawks, you'd better call in. You have a lead for the next position. There's a phone in the next room. And I? Oh, Miss Travis, you've done a day's work. I'll drive you home. So when Lash realized what he was up against, he signed the statement. But instead of using it to call on Mulroy, the Green Hornet sent it to the Daily Sentinel. <laughs> I wish you could have seen Hawk's face when he received it. I could imagine him. Now, does that answer all your questions? I suppose the police are still running in circles, trying to figure out why the Green Hornet seal was left at the scene of the crime. Well, that'll never be answered, I hope. Tell me, Linda... Do you think the Hornet's such a terrible person? If the Green Hornet hadn't juggled evidence, Tug Maxwell would have been called a suicide. The citizens would have gotten a $3 million bill for a new bridge. And Lash and Mulroy would have gotten away with graft and murder. You know, I... I... I'm proud to be in the confidence of the Green Hornet. I... Golly, I... I hope your dad will feel that way when you tell him everything tomorrow. Isn't there a saying that tomorrow never comes? <laughs> I certainly wish it wouldn't. But, well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Mothers, listen. Every time you buy the Betty Crocker cereal tray, you're helping to add another stunning piece to your collection of beautiful silverware. Each Betty Crocker cereal tray gives you a valuable coupon. Save these coupons, and you're on your way to owning a complete set of the lovely Queen Vest pattern in lovely Oneida Community Silver Plate. 
Look for these coupons and details of this offer on the outside carton of the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Start saving silverware coupons now. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. He's the champion runner of Possum Hollow. Brother, look at him go. He's feeling his Cheerios. Yes, Cheerios, the ready-to-eat breakfast cereal made from oats. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats. Sure, Cheerios gives the kind of nourishment generations of Americans have grown up on. Youngsters really go for the shape of Cheerios, too. Cheerios looks like little letter O's. Remember, O stands for oats. That's what Cheerios is made from. Try Cheerios. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This is a George W. Trendle production written by Fran Stryker and directed by Charles D. Livingston. The part of The Green Hornet is played by Jack McCarthy. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.